Welcome to our daily podcast, We Go For It. We're sharing stories and observations for the boldly aspiring. This podcast is brought to you by Norman and Advancing Life Projects. Let us help you advance your life project. In this podcast, we embark on a transformative exploration of personal growth and development. We do this in order to improve and enhance the results we are getting in whatever worthy endeavor we have seriously chosen and are committed to. Well, thanks for joining us on our 365-day Best Wishes for You series. This is episode 62, and our wish of the day is, may you deeply understand, accept, and consistently act on the reality that you have been literally engineered for success. Now, let's talk about success. Essentially, success is getting what you sincerely and seriously set out to achieve. You you set an objective and you go and get it. That's success. And for that, we are perfectly built with the mind, the ability to think, to focus, and to exercise all of our wonderful mental faculties. Whether you are aware of that or not is irrelevant you're built to succeed. However, and this is an important caveat, let's not mistake success for fulfillment. They're not necessarily the same thing. When we talk about fulfillment, we're talking about living a life that fills you, living a life that is in harmony with your most sincere values, purpose, and mission. And when you're living that, then when you're succeeding, you're also fulfilling your, your, your purpose, your life. You're living a fulfilled life. So it's important that we differentiate. For the purposes of this episode, we're talking about succeeding, about achieving your objectives, whatever they may be. And, you know, when I think about succeeding and I look at whatever I may have accomplished in my life and what people around me have accomplished and people I've studied and what they've accomplished... I, in general, I think that we simply don't make the effort long enough and consistently enough to succeed. A lot of it boils down to that. People will, will tell you that there's some kind of secret or there's a formula. Well, not really. A lot of it boils down to persistence. A lot of it boils down to doing whatever you need to do long enough and consistently enough to start to get your results. Let's take some examples. If we talk about a baby that's learning to walk, okay, let's say it takes about 15 months for a baby to learn how to walk 15 months from birth. Now, if we times that out, 15 months times 30 days, that's 450 days. And what if they're trying to walk, let's say, two hours a day minimum? And that's very, very low balling. That's about 900 hours of practice in that 15-month period or 60 hours per month minimum, 60 hours of practice. Now, my question is, when was the last time you dedicated 60 hours a month at least to a project that you claimed was important? And when a child is doing their practicing and falling and getting up and working it out, they're, they're kind of oblivious to what they're doing. They're just getting on with it. They're doing the action. They're doing whatever they need to do long enough and consistently enough 
And if everything is okay with the child physically, if they are a healthy child and everything is working well, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. It's going to happen so long as they keep on trying. And that's what they do because that's how we're engineered to behave. Let's take another example. A child growing up in a bilingual home. Uh, that becomes fluent in both languages. Now, the earliest normally is by the age of five or six. So it takes about five or six years of being, uh, being exposed to the two languages for the child to start to understand what, you know, the, the difference between, between the languages and to sort out the two languages to a certain, to a successful degree so that they can work back and forth between them and not mix them up. And in other words, really becoming fluent. And my question to you and to anyone out there, including myself, is when was the last time you spent five or six years consistently day in and day out working on your project? You see, I think that we overthink things and we try to control every aspect of the success process. When I when I look at the examples that we just refer to the child learning to walk and the child sorting out the two languages within a bilingual home, you know, they don't overthink it. They just get on with it. They figure things out. They, they mix, they match. Um, I have three children and they are perfectly bilingual, English, French, and each one of them sorted out the two languages in their own way and on their own timeline. And there was no right way. It was simply what worked for each one of them. And it wasn't that they were strategizing. They were just, the, their brains were, were doing what they do. And the opportunities were created by mommy and daddy and them by creating context for them to practice. Daddy speaking in English, mommy speaking in French. And so the brain sorted these things out. You see, we, as I said, we try to control every aspect of the success process, and it doesn't work that way. Of course, we have to do our part consciously to the max. We have to make the effort consciously, but then we have to let go. And we have to let our wonderful mind make up the rest of, of, of the process to pick up this to pick up what's left there it has to be allowed to do what it does best which is to learn and to grow and to consistently improve if given the chance to yeah i mean we have to of course as i said make make our effort go ahead and do what you need to do go to the max push yourself consciously but then you have to kind of do the opposite and that's i think where sometimes we may have a problem because we're, we're pushing so hard and then it becomes almost a contradiction. Now I have to let go and I have to let it work itself out. Yes, you do. Because when you do that, you allow your brain, your mind, which it's not the same thing, but you allow, let's go to the brain to do what it does. Learn, iterate, reiterate, correct, move forward, constantly adjusting, zigzagging its way to success to whatever the objective is. We have a very, very well-developed sense of, of setting and reaching objectives. It's how we operate. It's how our brains operate. Now, as I said, we do the maximum we can at the conscious level, and then we let our subconscious take care of the rest to close the gap, so to speak. And what's interesting here also is that 
when the subconscious is working, it's not working on its own. The subconscious through vibration is also connecting with infinite intelligence, with the with vibrate vibrate with vibratory thoughts, with thoughts that are in the same vibratory rate as as our subconscious mind. So not only is it doing the job on its own, it's also in touch with something beyond itself. You see, you're supposed to succeed if you get out of your own way. And we really must do that. You know, like I said before, you got to make that effort to the max and then get out of your own way and allow the process then to continue. Now, when we think about succeeding, what are some of the things that might hold us back? I think there are a lot of things and I have a, a, a short list here that we can look at. And one of them, probably one of the biggest is fear of criticism, fear of criticism, fear of rejection, and what others may think. What I like to call other consciousness, where we, we're too, oh, we're too, in tuned with what other people might say. And yeah, I, I, I know exactly how that feels. Um, I, I've been, I've gone through that myself, like so many of us. And I think that they're the only, there's a logic that you need to keep in mind when you're thinking about it, which is, okay, that's fine. I'm afraid that these people are going to criticize me and they may reject me or whatever. But at the end of the day, when I have to look at myself in the mirror or I have to live with myself, they're not going to be there to reassure me that I did the right thing by caving into their criticism. And it's funny because their criticism may not even really exist. It might only exist in our minds. Maybe, maybe not. Regardless, that was just an aside, but regardless, at the end of the day, the person you're going to have to answer to is you for not living whatever it is you th- you really wanted to. So, it, and they're not going to be there. Those people that either criticized you or rejected you, they're not going to be there to prop you up. You got to keep that in mind. Another um, obstacle that might hold us back from succeeding or doing what we need to do to succeed is sometimes we're not able to see the whole path to the goal from start to finish. We're not really sure how it's going to end. We're not really sure that we, we can see up to a certain point And after that, mm, it's, it's not clear. And I think that that's, we need to reassure ourselves that that's quite normal. I mean, if you're going for a goal, which follows the definition we've talked about in previous episodes, a goal is something you've never done before, that you've never achieved before. Well, you never really know how to reach a goal until you've reached it. You don't know how to reach your particular goals until you've actually reached them. So obviously, there are going to be some some steps some moments there where you really don't know where it's going. You don't know how it's going to end. You don't know uh, completely the path. You have to understand that's part of the whole process that you're going to be learning as you go. You're going to go as far as you can, go as far as you can see. And when you get there, then you'll see how you can go further because you will have learned something along the way. And then the next steps will reveal themselves to you, but you got to put in the work. You have to go on a certain level of faith. 
The third thing, or thing that might hold us back, is not really understanding how natural law works and how it's working in your favor if you act in a certain way. And I think that could be, that's something that really requires study, where we don't really know how how the laws work. We, we talk about, there are some, I'm sure that many of you know, the law of cause and effect, for example, how does that work? The law of relativity, right? The law of opposites. There, there are these, these laws that put things in a certain order. And if you follow them and have them work in your favor, well, there you go. You're going to start to, how could I say, maybe may not make it easier, but you'll definitely be bringing other assets and tools into the mix that will help you move towards whatever goal you're trying to achieve. So not understanding how the law works, can it can hurt you in the sense that you might be misusing the law or going against it and expecting it to work and expecting things to work for you. When in fact, what you're doing by going against certain laws you're kind of hamstringing yourself. You're, you're holding yourself back. Uh, I'll give you an example. Let's talk a little bit about the, the law of relativity. Everything's relative. You know, nothing is big or small until you compare it to something else. You wouldn't know uh, a good paycheck unless you knew a bad paycheck. Uh, you wouldn't know hot if you didn't know cold. We have opposites. And I think that one of the how could I say one of the, the mistakes we make is that we start to compare ourselves. And we talked about this in a previous episode when we discussed competition. We start to compare ourselves to other people and we often do it in a way that kind of shoots us shoots ourselves in the foot. In other words, we compare something that we're not good at or that is that, that we do that is that doesn't provide much value or that or that isn't of much value and we compare it to uh, we compare it to the, the uh, people or things of value that they do or that they have and so obviously we, we feel kind of inferior you know it's like um, I, I, I like playing baseball I, I really enjoy it uh, even at my age my kids are getting me into it more than ever before and if I were to compare my my middle age my middle age fifty ish baseball skills with let's say Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees, I'm not going to look too good. And if I make that kind of a comparison and I start to beat myself up over the fact that I can't play as well as he does, that's really self defeating. That just doesn't work. That's not going to work. You know, if I was going to compare my, first of all, I shouldn't be comparing myself to anybody, but if I were, then I would need to probably compare, you know, like things, people of my own age playing, people in my, under, with, in, under my own circumstances, if I was going to do any kind of comparing. But, you know, there are some of these comparisons we make that just right from the beginning, we're putting ourselves at a disadvantage. So, you know, make the law of, of relativity work for you. Don't compare something of little value that you have with something of great value that someone else has. It, it, it's just, it's just going to hurt you every time. And my my advice would be I wouldn't I wouldn't compare myself to anybody. What you should be doing is comparing yourself today to where you were yesterday. Remember the great uh, the great quote that is at the base of uh, at at the base camp of Mount Everest, which says. How does it go again? It says, go, climb the treasure mountain. Do not return empty-handed. Where are you now? 
where are you now compared to yesterday? Let's just make it as simple as that. Let's compare that. And that becomes a fairer comparison. Another reason why some people may fail or not succeed uh, as quickly or, or, or as they would like is that sometimes we just don't control our emotions. You know, we, 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 we think that, that the emotions come first and we don't control our emotions by controlling our thinking and understanding that feeling starts with thought. You know, we, we really have to understand that it's the thought that precedes the feeling, which then precedes the vibration, which then precedes the action. But everything starts with thought. And when we, when we look at it like that, we realize that we have that control. We can control our emotions by controlling our thinking. Of course, when I say that, I'm talking about a healthy individual, a person who is, who's got a healthy mind, a healthy brain, and that everything is working well. And it's basically a matter of controlling that. And so when you decide that I'm going to think in a certain way because I want to feel in a certain way, well, you've put the game now in your hands and you have a much better chance of succeeding, of getting to where you want to go. You know, what should we be thinking about? Well, our, th our thoughts to a certain degree, they should be thoughts that work in our favor. You know, the thoughts we're having, are these thoughts going to help me reach my goals? Are they going to help me avoid the, 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 the ugliest types of confrontation I could have? Are these thoughts going to help me preserve my mental and physical health? You see, we need to ask these questions because if we don't, then we're not, how could I say, we're not filtering our thinking. And we need to do that. Thinking is an activity, and it is the most time-consuming, difficult, and most rewarding activity that you will ever do. You can think. And by controlling that, and by, by overseeing it, and shaping it in your favor, you could do just about anything. And the last uh, obstacle, or reason why people some people might not succeed or or get to where they want to go well it's the prospect of working really hard but for the wrong goal at the very beginning of this episode i talked about fulfillment and we could be working really hard for something that in the end we really don't want and that could create a lot of problems down the line you want to be clear about what you want you want to make sure that if you're going to if you're going to really make this effort to bring to the fore all of your assets, the, the working of your marvelous brain, and to, and to target um, particular objectives, and to bring all, your, all your, your talents, abilities, assets, support structures into play, as we've talked about today, then you want to make sure that it's for something that you really want, something that you sincerely want because it it's it would it's such a i don't know if shame but it's too bad if we go for something and we give it our all and we get something that turned out to be the wrong thing so treat yourself well and think about how what it is you really want and why you want it and if it coincides with your with your values 
and what you consider to be important, it becomes something that you have to have. Because when you do that and you start to, how could I say, employ and deploy your success mechanism, your marvelous mind, there really is nothing that you cannot accomplish. You know, if you've enjoyed today's episode and that there's been some value for you, for you know, in it for you, thanks for subscribing to our podcast and stay updated on our latest episodes. And thanks for following us on social media and sharing with your friends. As we part ways, I share my sincere wish with you. May you deeply understand, accept, and consistently act on the reality that you have been literally engineered for success. Until next time, take care, be kind to yourselves and each other, and remember that ultimately, you hold the key. Thanks for your time.